What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Cole Cabana bringing us into this segment, a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion himself. As is the man joining us now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. As I said, also a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, a good friend of ours, and Mama Storm's baby boy. Tim Storm, how are you, sir? Stu, Justin, man, and thank you, uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm doing, I'm doing really good. Okay, all, I, thing, all things considered, all I'm doing really well. Good. Is the family doing okay? Everybody's okay now. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I hate to use the the cliche, but you know, these are our, our new norm. You know, trying times, all the things that people say. But you know, I've got uh, just, I'm sure, like everybody does, I've got people in my in my family that are a little susceptible to things, and so far. You know, we've everybody's healthy and happy and and doing well. Okay, we got to ask the most important question of this whole interview. We just had Mother's Day. What did you do for Mama Storm? <laughs> uh, sent sent Mom a card and large print puzzle books. Um, she was very disappointed that uh, I didn't make the trip. It's one of it's probably the toughest thing so far about the whole pandemic and the quarantine is. It's that really, really weird balance of, um, you know, I've got to do the right thing to protect her, mm-hmm. you know, from from potential and not have her upset that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't there for Mother's Day. And really, what, what what are we at? Week eight? You know, so it's been a couple of months. And I mean, I talk to her every day anyway, but, you know, there's no uh, there's nothing that replaces that hug for mom, you know, and getting to see her. So. But it's, you know, it's a balance that I'm, that I'm, you know, I'm not alone. A lot of people are having to make those hard decisions. And I just know that for me personally, I, I couldn't live with myself if I knew that I brought something in, you know, that made my mom sick, especially at 95 years old. So, you know, just having to make, having to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. It, it's a, it's a tough balance for sure, but you know, safety and, and health and welfare is, is paramount. So um, I totally get it. Yeah. Now, one of the things that has come out, you know, that you, you talk about a lot is, you know, your, your career as a teacher. And right. so how, as a te- I want to find out as a teacher, how much this has affected you with schools closing down for the rest of the year. And, uh, your, you know, how, how you relate to your students about what's happening. Just talk about that, that connection you have and what you deal with as a teacher during this pandemic. It's, it's, it's a difficult situation for everybody, you know, where, where I'm at in, uh, Euless, Texas, it's a, you know, a large percentage of our student, student body is, uh, economically disadvantaged and for, you know, for every household. And, and let's say at my junior high, it's, it's seventh, eighth and ninth grade. And in a school that's built for about 900 students, we have about 1200, you know, it's, there's expansion going on. People are moving in constantly. And if there are, for me personally, if there are, uh, you know, 300 and something eighth graders, which is what I teach eighth grade, you know, that's, that's 300 and something different situations that each one of those students may have at their house. You don't know if it's, you know, 
maybe a parent working from home and three siblings, all school age that are, that have one home computer or a telephone, you know, a phone that may or may not have Wi-Fi, and how are they going to be able to function online? Um, it, it's a it's a challenging situation, and to be able to kind of, you know, they've got seven classes, and to potentially be able to do all the work for all those classes, we just have to be very very sensitive to, you know, what what could be their needs. Um, you know, we we have on as, as I'm sure people are doing nationwide. We've got online classwork. Uh, you know. Google Classroom where they can log in and see their assignments. And I do, uh, you know, we, it's, it's become just the norm now, but, you know, a Zoom video every uh, or Loom video every week kind of laying out the uh, this is your assignment. This is what we're talking about. A brief lesson and be aware of how much time they, you know, that they they may or may not have. So it's definitely a challenge. It's in my opinion, it's it's nowhere near as effective for learning as, you know, my, my gift is standing up in front of students and talking and that's gone, you know, that's, that's not even an option. So, um, you know, it's, and, and at this point going forward, none of us knows, uh, how long, you know, obviously we're done for the year, but you know, depending on which of the rumors you're believing, you know, this could have a second wave coming, uh, in the fall or in the winter, and we may be doing this again. So, uh, you know, it's a challenge. It is challenge. Reiner, what, what subject you teach? Uh, I teach U.S. history, um, yeah. and really it's, you know, they say 12, 15 through uh, post-Civil War, but really that 12, 15, it, it really starts with, you know, Jamestown uh, and then all the way through Civil War and Reconstruction. So okay. eighth grade U.S. history. I taught science for five years. This is the I'm finishing my sixth year of U.S. history. I just I made a change, you know, In about how- halfway through and Tim, how many teacher gimmicks have you had throughout your career? As far as what? When you in professional wrestling. How many teacher gimmicks have I had? Like how many times have, have I you ever done used that? it? Never. Never. Um, you know, coming I've been wrestling for twenty five years and I come from the old school, which is there were some things that you just protected from uh, the fans you didn't you didn't like for me personally my thing was i wanted to keep my family separate uh, i didn't want you know anybody to really because i my 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 wrestling personality you know people could love me or hate me but that shouldn't affect my family mm-hmm. um i've always been the older guy because i didn't start till i was you know th- a little over 30 i didn't want anybody to really know how old i was uh, i didn't want that to affect anything and I didn't want anybody to know I was a teacher, not because it embarrassed me, but because, you know, as a professional wrestling wrestler, kind of what the the image you want to project. And it's it's just for being an old school guy. You know, you wanted to be- have everybody believe that you were rolling up in a limo, making millions of dollars because you're a professional wrestler. And, you know, those three things I protected for a really long time uh, until the new uh, the new ownership group with NWA. Um, when I, as the world champion approached me and said, we think you have a really interesting story that people would like to hear. Um, we would like to open that up. And, you know, it took a little time for both sides to kind of build that, uh, trust and, you know, friendship. And, and I just opened it up and it, it, that became the 10 pounds of gold series. That was Mm -hmm. kind of the launching point for, uh, the new NWA. Was it difficult 
kind of breaking away from that old school mentality to allow them to come into your life? Like how long did you wrestle with that thought about, ah, should I, shouldn't I? It was definitely difficult and it wasn't the trust that was difficult. It was just opening that part of my life up to people. And, and really I, you know, I like who I am. It doesn't bother me who I am, but that's just not how I was brought into the business. And, um, and then there's some, you know, there's always that little bit of question of, you know, what if people don't like who I am? You know, what? If, and and the first episode of uh, Ten Pounds of Gold, I caught a lot of backlash on it, not from workers, but from from fans. And it was mostly about my age. You know, how can you have, you know, what what legitimately is the oldest championship in in wrestling? You know, how can you have a guy that's fifty three years old and he's a school teacher represent your company? Um, somewhere around the second episode people started going, wow, this is kind of a, this is, this is different. You know, this is a good story. And by the third episode, I heard very little of that. And, you know, now it's just public knowledge, you know, where I go, I've never, I've never played the teacher deal. Every once in a while, I'll drop that as a, you know, in the middle of a promo, you know, where I'll say, you know, summer's, you know, summer's here or school's in session. But for the most part, Mm -hmm. that's just, you know, I did a lot of things before I taught. So that's, that's not even necessarily who I am. It's just what I do. I understand. Talk with the NWA, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm. Uh, Tim, they they aired the the Superpower episode, the go, that was supposed to be the go home episode before Crockett Cup for NWA Power tonight. Uh, just talk for a second about how fun it was to watch it on YouTube, uh, and and at the same time, I guess there's probably a tinge of disappointment that. There isn't going to be a Crockett Cup, at least right now, leading into it. But it was such a good episode. Just talk for a little bit about that. Well, it, it's that has been the whole the whole experience with um, NWA Power has been for me personally has been just fantastic. Um, you know, when you as a as a performer, as a professional wrestler, you have no idea how anybody's going to react to you, um, and the way the NWA, the way you know, William Patrick Corrigan and Dave Lagana kind of put things together is, uh, and they told, you know, in, in a all, you know, all, all personnel meetings said, you know, this is a different place. We're not going to write promos for you. We're not going to tell you what to say. Um, and basically we're going to hand you a live mic in front of a crowd with, you know, that's going to go on TV and you either sink or swim. So the experience from the very beginning <clears throat> has been fantastic obviously i think the world of professional wrestling and the world in general you know we're in the middle of something that's a huge change that uh we're all having to adapt to on a personal level um at, at my I'm, I'm i'm 56 and i have no clue and now, now let me be completely honest and say i've also been saying this for 16 years right i don't know how much time i have left in wrestling so there, there is the pen, potential, depending on how long this lasts, that this could actually be taking away, you know, the, the whatever time I've got left. I don't know. I don't hope not because I'm ready to I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back. Um, so, you know, not just Crockett Cup, but man, we had we had such great momentum uh, with the NWA, with power and with, you know, the, the pay-per-views were rolling and growing with each one. And the Crockett Cup was going to be our biggest one. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a very disappointing but it's it's out of everybody's control and it's affecting you know one of the things that I that I was telling people is prior to all this this is, was a great time to be in wrestling to watch wrestling you know as a fan as a as a wrestler because there were so many new options and so many opportunities 
And I'm not saying those opportunities aren't aren't going to be there, but you know, this may it's going to it has changed the world of wrestling. The big promotions are still going to be there, but this has affected some of the smaller ind- indies, which I do a lot of. Uh, you know, some of these guys aren't going to be able to recover from that, and that hurts everybody. Yeah, yeah, I I, I know it's going to be um, whatever whatever pro wrestling looks like after this is over. It's definitely going to be different from pre COVID nineteen. Um, couple things before I let you go. First of all, in this episode, you had the match with Godzilla Jax Dane, the man that you took the title from, uh, several years ago in Sherman. Uh, that match looked like it was just as physical as you would expect <laughs> from you two. And I know I, I've known you two forever. I consider you two, two of my closest friends, love you both to death. But, uh, that was, that was a real throwback, throwback match. Just talk about how. How how much how in, how much you enjoyed being in the ring with Jackson? At the same time, I mean, some of the some of the hits you took, I think you may still be feeling some of those some of those tinges of pain. Well, it's Jackson. I have locked have locked up. I don't know. I don't know how many times. 10, 15, uh, 20, I don't know. You know, I know. I think I've I've probably wrestled him trying to win the NWA World Title probably three or four times. I know I lost the. Uh, the North American title to him in Las Vegas. And then I got it back. Um, you know, I beat him for that, for that world title. And then we had the match that aired tonight. Anytime I get in the ring with Jax and and he'll tell you the same thing. We know, we know what to expect, right? It's two big physical guys. And the thing is, and I'll, 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 I usually don't speak for other people. I'll speak for Jax on this one, but that's in our wheelhouse. You know, we know that we can go out there and just beat the snot out of each other. Um, and, and that's what we do. So, it, you know, as sad as it, as weird as it sounds, that's something I enjoy doing. Try to, you know, put me in a match against a technical wrestler. Uh, and it's not that I can't, I just don't enjoy it as much. Um, they gave, they gave Jax and I a no disqualification match that we could do anything to each other that we wanted. Um, and we did, and it was brutal and I, you know, obviously one of us was bleeding and one of us was concussed and one of us thought we broke a neck and wow. it, it's, and we came out of it, you know, uh, I can't wait to do it again. You know, I mean, it's, it's something that that's, that's the twisted part of being a professional wrestler. It's, you've got to be, you got to be turned a little bit different. And Jackson, I know that when we get in there, uh, that's what we're going to do to each other. And when we're done, we're going to, regardless of who wins, we're going to shake hands and, and hopefully go home safe and look forward to doing it again. Yeah. I would love going for, I'd love to work a program with, with Jackson. Let's do that. You know, four or five more times. I, you know, it's, it, it was that much fun. I'd be all for it. As I said, I've known both you two for a while. Love you both before we go. So at the end of tonight's NWA power, superpower, William Patrick Corgan, Announced that in it in its place for the time being is going to be something called Carnyland, right. and all we know is the title, uh, and we know that it's going to start, I believe, next Tuesday night at six o five p.m. Eastern on on the NWA YouTube channel. Uh, with I don't I don't want to get you in trouble, but do <laughs> you have any idea what this Carnyland thing's going to be? Um, I have some ideas at this point. I think it's going to be a big surprise to everybody. And, you know, even as those of us that are, you know, NWA guys, um, there's been a lot of discussion. 
we kind of know, know we, we've all had been talked, you know, we've talked about ideas and, and ways that we can contribute. Um, and just for those listening, because I can't give a lot of information because I don't know either. Like right. I didn't, I had not seen Jackson eyes match until tonight when everybody else watched it. So I'm, I'm on the same page with everybody else. So I'll, I'll see it. You know, I'll know what it's going to be when, when it, when it airs, uh, as far as I know, I'm not a part of, of this week's, but for the, for wrestling fans or, or those sports fans that are listening, uh, the term carny comes from carnival mm-hmm. and to be a carny can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. Um, <laughs> we, we all know people who we would say are carnies and in life in general, there are very specific examples of things that would fit into someone being a carny. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but as a history teacher, um, man, I'll be careful with this as a yes, history teacher. Don't get in I trouble. You, no, I, well, I don't, I don't think I would, but, um, as a history teacher, for example, um, let's say the Louisiana purchase was very carny. You know, if, if when we, when, well, I don't get all historical on you, but when, when, <laughs> when we were, appro- when we approached France as the United States, uh, to buy just the port of New Orleans so we'd have access to the port through the Mississippi River, we offered $5 million for that. Well, we doubled the size of the United States for $15 million, which turns out to be the greatest land deal of all, all time, um, only because Napoleon wanted to finance his war. That's a little bit carny right there, right? So it's the, it's a little sneaky. It's, it's things that you would kind of look at and kind of, you know, scratch your head and go, oh, that's interesting. To me, that's what Carney is. Okay. Uh, and that's what you will we'll be surprised with everybody else. I'm good with me that. Too. Did we just me come too. up with your new catchphrase? I don't want to get all history on you because it sounds like it needs to go on a shirt. <laughs> no, I think no, we still, we need to stick I, with you're still Mama Mama Storm's baby I'm boy. Always, I will always be Mama Storm's baby <laughs> boy. You know, I, I don't design, I have never in my life tried to design a catchphrase. You know, if I said that, uh, when I said I'm Mama Storm's baby boy, that was completely un. I didn't yeah, think through I, that. I just said it because it's true. It was organic. It was a little, a little bit of my ode to Dusty Rhodes, you know, uh, and it, for whatever reason, the fans loved it and it stuck around. It's so, boy, it stuck around you, and then some. You, you are you, such a brilliant orator. <laughs> like, I don't think people give you enough credit for how well you speak. Well, here's here's the funny thing is that. It, there was a very good chance that people wouldn't have liked what I had to say, right? That's wrestling. I don't really plan promos. Like, you know, I'll have kind of a general outline mm-hmm. in my head. But but one of Dust, one of the things that I got from Dusty Rhodes was you don't plan your promos. You don't practice them. Because if you go out, if you practice it in the car a hundred times when you get in front of people, it's no longer it's no longer emotional and passionate. You have to feel it in order for people to, you know, to believe it. And what you hear me say is just me being me and the fact that people liked it and responded to it was a surprise to me too well it was i mean it, it was beautiful it's gold it's brilliant. i think i think mama storm probably should get a little bit of the percentage of the merch money <laughs> uh and i'm sure and i'm sure you i'm sure you find you find a way to at least take care of her uh she's got she's got a mama storm t-shirt which that's is right what that's, I got that's right that. she does yeah he is tim storm the former nwa world heavyweight champion catch him in the nwa when they when they get back up and running and i tell you what i hope it's soon until then tim love you to death you you've been you've been so good to us 
from the very beginning. Uh, all the best to you. All the best to your family, to Mama Storm, to everybody up there. And we'll chat again soon. Justin, Stu, always a pleasure. Love you guys. Love the show. Uh, always, always fun to be a part of it and talk to you guys. Thank you so much.